And emergency services in Morocco are still searching through the rubble in a race to save survivors after Saturday's devastating magnitude 6.8 earthquake. More than 2,100 people have been confirmed dead, but that number is expected to rise. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade says at least 25 New Zealanders are registered on the Safe Travel website as being in Morocco. New Zealand New Zealand Herald travel writer Sarah Pollock is among them. She says she, she had just finished a seven-day media trip around the Atlas Mountains when the earthquake hit. At the time of the quake, we'd returned back to Marrakesh and we were in a suburb just a few kilometres away from the city centre um, to the west. And I understand you were actually quite high up at the time of the earthquake as well. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's a bit of an understatement. We were at the top of a um, a six-story hotel on the rooftop. We, you know, had finished up the trip and decided to have a drink in the evening just to celebrate uh, the end of the trip before uh, the rest of the journalists flew out in the morning. And yeah, that was that was when the earthquake happened around eleven o'clock. What was running through your mind when that happened? I think you know, I ha- I've never been in an earthquake of, of that magnitude. Um, far from it, but just immediately knew that that was what it was. And I think just this this uh, overwhelming sense of lack of control, that there was just absolutely nothing that we could do. And you just kind of um, had to cross your fingers and, and pray and hope that, that everything was going to be okay. Thankfully, you were okay. Could you talk me through what happened in the immediate aftermath after the earthquake? So we got out of the hotel um, and, and waited across the street. And, you know, I've never been more thankful to be part of an organised tour with uh, with local guides and, and people on the ground. It was just a situation I have, you know, never been in and, and had no idea, you know, how to respond. Um, and so I was really thankful to have, um, to be a part of an intrepid group. Um, and so we were basically just being fed information. A lot of people kind of started returning back to the hotel after about an hour um, but we decided it was safest to wait longer. Um, so it kind of went till 12 o'clock and then it was 2 o'clock. Um, we had a, a bus that we um, herded into and, and tried to get a little bit of sleep. But basically just trying to do some kind of impossible math, I guess, or some risk assessment of is it okay to go back into the building? But, yeah, there are a couple dozen of us just kind of parked outside, um, sitting on the street. People were passing out water. You know, the best side of people really did come out and that was awesome to see. And what was the damage like in the surrounding area walking through the streets? What were you seeing? So as I mentioned, the the rest of the group flew out um, kind of that morning, um, but I was due to stay another few days and so I was able to walk into the Medina or the Old Town, which is the centre of Marrakesh. And because obviously the age of the buildings, that was where majority of the damage is. You know, it's really interesting because of the way that the the city centre is built. It's, you know, a labyrinth of laneways. So you can be walking down one laneway and everything looks totally fine. And, you know, there are tourists and people are shopping. But you can turn a corner and, you know, a massive wall will just be reduced to rubble. And and, and I really do think that you can see the extent of the damage when, when I walk to the squares and just seeing dozens of displaced families who have obviously set up homes, you know, either because their homes have been damaged or um, or they don't feel it's safe to return back to their homes, um, as, a, you know, a large number of people actually do live still in the old town. Are you still there at the moment or have you managed to get out? Yeah, so I'm I'm still here. Um, unfortunately, the, the earliest flight I could get out was the 11th, so it's, it's still the 10th here. Um, and, 
yeah, I've just I've just been waiting, um, waiting to get on that plane, to be honest. <laughs> That's NZ Herald travel writer Sarah Pollock there speaking to us from Morocco. At the moment, survivors of the quake are struggling to find food, water and shelter. Many people as we speak having to spend a third night in the open across Morocco. Aid workers face the challenge of reaching the worst affected villages in the High Atlas, a rugged mountain range where settlements are often remote and where many houses crumbled. The death toll now stands at 2,122, with more than 2,400 people confirmed injured. Officials in Morocco say they may accept relief offers from other countries and will work to coordinate with them if needed. The damage done to Morocco's cultural heritage has become more evident as the days go on, with local media reporting the collapse of a historically important 12th century mosque. The quake also damaged parts of Marrakesh Old City, a UNESCO World Heritage Site.